you will see. Hey everyone, what the fuck's up? It's Caitlin and Nina. What up, what up? What up? Um, we're back, back at it again. <laughs> we just recorded an episode yesterday and have a crazy one coming up tomorrow. Um, I won't say who it is, but for all the true crime junkies out there, we're entering the genre. <laughs> Ooh, this this episode is going to be a rabbit hole, as we were just discussing. Yep. But what the fuck's up, Nina? How are you? You know, I'm good. It's good to be back. This is like the first time I've been able to grocery shop in like over a month. Oh my god! So I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Things are good. Um, I feel like I've been hitting the town a lot and sweating a lot. That's kind of my like TL my tilder. Your tilde. <laughs> <laughs> For people who haven't listened before, <laughs> Nina did not know what TLDR was, and she always thought it was tilder, but it's too long. Don't read. So I just assumed it was like the something that was just like at the end of sentences. <laughs> I don't well, know. It is. It, or at the beginning. There's so many like, random abbreviations it. like that that will be at the end of sentences, and I'm like, I guess that just means it's the end of a sentence. You know, you interpret dot as you dot will, dot y'all. works just as well but i guess no, we like tilder tilder is like a summary yeah. also why am i calling it tilder people <laughs> 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 like <Welcome>. literally <laughs> oh my god um but yeah we're excited to be back and recording and excited that nina's back Heck yeah um back things are good she is not in today's episode with vanilla cool dance creator just stall um, because she was in Africa when I was recording it and I needed to get an episode for you guys, but it's a great episode today. Um, so I'm excited for you guys to listen. Lots on sexual empowerment, a little bit of the, you know, Roe v. Wade shit sprinkled in there, but obviously we missed having Nina there. So. Oh yeah. I was busy like discovering myself <laughs> on a mountain. Okay. Wait. <laughs> also, um, speaking of Kilimanjaro did you see the thing I sent you oh literally <laughs> I was like looking for workout classes last night and I was going through I'm a psychopath about workout classes in the sense that like I really want to feel like I won't be annoyed by the instructor yeah before I go like I want to have a sense of their vibe yeah you and want another so, personality. yeah and so I, I was that. like looking up on the rumble website this one instructor that I could potentially have if I took the class and at the end of his bio he was like be sure to ask me about Kilimanjaro. And I was like, is this Nina's <laughs> Caitlin immediately was like, this man is for you. And I was like, I don't know how to tell you this, but that is not in fact something I look for in a man. I mean, yes, it will be embarrassing You're if like, he's like very against it, considering I've now done it twice and will be doing it more times in yeah. the future. But it's not a deal maker. Not at all. It's every guy's dating profile is like, really? oh, oh, my God, it's them on Kilimanjaro. Do you know it's the number one photo on dating apps? What? Uh -huh. That it's... many people have done it? Yeah. Anyone know. could do it. Anyone could do it. I but I'm, that, I mean, really. like, literally, it is the number one and number two is Machu Picchu. That I've seen a lot of Machu Picchu. I'm content. like, congrats. You've climbed Kilimanjaro. Congratulations. Oh Suddenly, Nina's changed her whole personality and thinks Kilimanjaro is basic. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there in January. Oh Anyone can join. But speaking of husbands, um, you had an interesting run in this weekend. If you want to tell the listeners about it. Yeah. Also, you guys, I can't even discuss Caitlin's love life these days because <laughs> and it's a little close to home. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what is uh, what is my love life these days like anyone notice that she doesn't talk about her love life just thought i just thought i'd 
I wish I could read the text messages I received oh, on the side of a mountain. Oh <laughs> my God. Wait, oh my God. You just remind me of something I wanted to talk about in the intro today. So I'll quickly do that. Great, go. Th- which is about my love life, kind oh. of. Oh, so this is what I was going to do for Roses and Thorns. Okay, guys, full disclosure, I really wanted to do Roses and Thorns. And everyone, the universe, <laughs> the listeners, and Everyone's Mina like, were like, off fuck off that's dumb um so i guess everyone like nina is a little <laughs> lila's like excited she's like what's going on is a little uh ptsd about it from camp and being forced to do it growing up i always had a fun time i so. also feel like I've, I've had to do it at like jobs they're like what's everybody's yeah. rosebud and thorn oh that's true um but i love that shit i don't know call me corny i guess i am but i what i was gonna say for my thorn was that and this is kind of tea, guys, um, but it relates back to what you're saying. So make me relate back to what you're saying at the end. But basically, I had a like taste of my own medicine moment. I think this was while you were in Kilimanjaro in Africa, in Kilimanjaro. Living, uh, living aside on, the mountain. <laughs> you were on top of it. But um, where I heard this podcaster, I won't say who it is, um, but shit talk me on his podcast. <gasps> And I was like, oh, my God, it was so it was crazy. And I kind of I kind of knew from like the subject matter they were discussing that like I had it. I just had a gut feeling I was going to be mentioned because I did send him like a text being just calling him out for being like kind of a dick. Yeah. And I ended up apologizing about which is lame. Guys, don't do that. If you're going to like take a stance, just take it. Don't be like, (laughs) don't be like, here's my boundary, but never mind. Like, just, you know, go for it. I didn't mean it. (laughs) I mean, I was, I was harsh in it. I will own my side of it. I was like, you were rude in your handling of that. But therefore, me calling that out was kind of rude in my handling of it. But he made so much shit up about it. Like, he didn't name me, but he said, like, we had had sex and all this stuff. And I had said this stuff. I was like, he's literally, like, lying. So I hope to God that the guy he was on the podcast with, like, he didn't say my name after. Or, like, if he did, was like, yeah, I elaborated a lot on it. Because it was a total lie. And that's, I mean, ever since, this is so me being, like, fake caller daddy in this moment but you know how uh alex is always like the old caller daddy alex would have said Uh, the old you know what the fuck's up caitlin would have like you know been a little more brazen about saying things about guys i think um in general i mean i would never name them but i would never stoop that low so it's like i know it was annoying but the thing that did make me feel a little better about it is that this is like an indirect hint, but um, our one of our guests who came on kind of shit talked him. Oh, I know exactly. Yeah, because she had gone yep. on a date with him. I literally was gonna ask so, if that's who it was. Yeah. So <laughs> cheap. I haven't even met um, this man, and <laughs> <laughs> the impression has been not the right. impression's been not so bueno. But yeah, I mean, it's whatever. It's it's water off the camel's back. Is that what the expression is? I thought it was water under the bridge, but well, like, there's also that one, but there's a back one. That's a northern one, I guys, guess. Guys, honestly, my dad always said like all of these sayings Straw completely the wrong. and so I would always just say them wrong and it's like one of my biggest pet peeves about myself but yeah so that's all to say that's why partially why I've been talking a lot about my love life is because now I'm like going in the opposite direction out of like 
Hooking up with my friend, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just call a spade a spade. Uh, no comment. No, it's uh, actually so lit. I love when friends hook up. It's <laughs> so lit. You're like, this makes my life so it much makes easier. It way more fun. Okay, but then it also... That was my thorn. It also relates to my rose. Oh. Which was that, I mean, very indirectly, but I just think it's hilarious. It's not like a super rose, but I wanted to address the fact that everyone really believed I have a boyfriend on Instagram (laughs) because I told them I did, which is so valid. But I was being very sarcastic. Basically, like if people don't follow me on Instagram at CKNY1213, um, (laughs) there's a photo of me sitting on my friend Niklas's lap. Niklas does not like women. um, So let's just start there. But I had posted it to my story because he had posted it. So I reposted and everyone was like, who's the new man? Like, whatever. And so I was like, oh, just be like a funny cultural moment to like (laughs) be like hard launch, like heart, like (laughs) everyone, including my roommate. Literally, my friend Nathaniel texted me the other day just being like, so why aren't we going on a double date? And I was like, what? Who? (laughs) And he was like, literally everyone was like Instagram. No all my family friends it was july 4th weekend when i did it i showed up and we're like who's the new guy and i was like (laughs) oh this is so tragic but it's indirectly related to that too because the friend nina is mentioning is the one who took the photo which just makes it like super ironic you guys i wish we could publish photos from this night because (laughs) i have never seen more hilarious photos in my entire life like truly if we get if we get an okay from the man then maybe we can black out his face or something yeah and just post them they're they're pretty funny like but anyways i totally took over your story about um guys huge huge change of pace nina went to the hamptons this weekend yeah well i do it once a year that's (laughs) it baby that's it but literally you're like shitting on me you're like oh you went to the hamptons again <laughs> yeah i do Hot calling the kettle black bitch no listen i go once a year and i stay with 20 girls in like a three bedroom love and i actually had a lovely air mattress this time it was like queen air mattress but Ooh. went out there super fun but the first night guys this i feel like this has happened to everyone okay so i like to run slash walk generally walk on the west side highway big hot girl walker and she also has really funny videos about it. I think I've plugged this true. 20 times, but go to her TikTok. It was like my first, like second viral video. It was, it was, <laughs> it, was it was my fourth viral video. No, the reason I say that is because I do remember the first the one. The first one. No, I know. I'm so just I'm like, it was right shit. after that. It was the first one that went viral enough that people in other states were like, ooh, oh my God, I just saw you. Actually, it was like everyone's boyfriend got it on their feed. And I was like, what does that mean? But whatever. That means she's a guy's girl. I've hit the wrong audience, but, um. <laughs> No, so I always go running or walking on the West Side Highway to clear my head. And literally every day I pass this one guy. It doesn't matter what time it is. I don't know if this guy's just <laughs> running all day. He's tracking um, you. Yeah, or Not funny, tracking. Funny yeah, or one of the things. But he, I always pass him. And I've lived in the same place for like two, two years, going on three. And I've passed him for genuinely that amount of time, yeah. like since I've moved in. And all of a sudden in the Hamptons, I was like, holy shit, it's West Side Highway guy. And I was like, I was so unarmed. And everyone was like, that guy keeps looking at you. And like, you know how friends do. They're like, oh my yeah. God, he's staring at you. No, like he's staring at you. And guys are like, no, he's staring at you. And I was like, here's the thing. He is staring he at me. He is staring. 
but I think it's because he's trying to figure out how he knows me. Like, yeah, I looked good, but like not enough to like turn someone's head like every two seconds. Well, I told Nina, let's give her self credit, self love. I think it's a combination. I think he's like, she's so hot. Why can't I remember this hot person? You know, it could be that he was also like heavily intoxicated. (laughs) So I think his brain like wasn't working because everyone kept being like how hot he is, though. Is he hot? He has to be hot. Very hot. You didn't even say that yesterday. Why are you burying the lead here? Because then it's upsetting that I didn't talk to him. Yeah, I'm upset now. But he was so drunk. That literally his eyes were like rolling back in his head. And I was like, I just don't think this is going to be our meet cue. It's this not going to happen. <laughs> this is not our I was like, this is not my journey. I am not doing this right now. And it was funny because everyone kept getting mad at me. And they were like, yeah. just say something. And then finally, Ellen, my roommate, shout out. Ellen was like, no, he's really drunk. You're right. You shouldn't say anything. And, and like, I was That's like, that's the validation I needed. Thank you. But I really, I really, oh, I was hoping I would see them next night. But I mean, this man, like, I swear I'm worried that he didn't make it home. Like, he was so drunk. Jesus Christ. And so, which, like, yeah, by the way, boys, like, I'm all Not about, attractive. like, a girl, like, approaching someone. But I wasn't going to do it because he wasn't going to remember me. And then it'd be yeah. sad because then he'd be confused again seeing me on the West Side Highway. And then, yeah, that, I got it. I did look really good, though. I think the next time, even if he's running, you have to, like, straight up, like, stop him. <laughs> I know. Just be like, maybe I'll just run alongside him. Come. Yeah, literally. <laughs> that's like one of those awkward moments. I moments. cannot speak. Moo. Moments. One of those awkward moments from a rom-com where it's like yeah. suddenly the person. Yeah, like, I'm like, do I just like, sprint? Hi. We tried to make a video about that. Me and this other girl, Rachel, she's really cool. She, uh, her TikTok was like the happy New Yorker. Mm-hmm. I don't know what she is now, but I think it's just Rachel Rogers now. She's super great follower, but she and I were going to make this video. We we started to make this video on like how to pick up guys and like how many people on the West Side Highway are actually single. So we were asking like girls and guys like who like are Why you actually single? I'll do that with you. Well, so we made the video, oh. but then she got COVID. Oh. And so it's just like kind of been sitting in our drafts for a while. But um, no, we need to do that again because I feel like that'd be super helpful to know because a lot of the guys are actually uh, gay. So... <laughs> Um, or so you gotta very make sure taken. you figure it out. People really don't want to talk to you on the West Side Highway, though. Yeah, I figured that out. Well, I guess you know when I'm, I find I, one of the hills I will die on is not running with people. Like I, I think running, running with, with people. people is like very weird. I think people who are in running groups, like honestly, good for you if you have that lung capacity. But I don't, so please don't talk to me. Oh yeah, no, I don't like my ex tried to get me to um go on a run with him and keep in mind he was like a marine at the time. Yeah, so he's in like great shape. And it was like ninety degrees. He was like, We should go on a run. And I was like, like I was like, this is how he's gonna kill me. For sure. For sure. And no one's gonna know. No one's gonna know. Everyone's gonna be like, oh heat stroke. <laughs> like I mm-hmm. so that's what's going through my head at 21 <laughs> she passed <laughs> um okay guys well have fun with today's episode and as always I want to remind you guys up top this time if you liked the episode which I hope you do or any of our episodes please rate review subscribe and tell a friend because recently and write a nice thing because recently we got a not so nice review I actually laughed about it to my therapist today so um, I thought it was funny yeah it is it's pretty funny but don't read it just like write a nice one okay bye bye 
Okay, hello everyone and welcome to What the Fuck's Up podcast. Today we are joined by Jessica Stahl, who is the self-described Tinder swiping, this made me laugh so hard, (laughs) obviously stunning and clearly humble cartoon artist behind the Instagram account Vanilla Cool Dance. Vanilla Cool Dance represents the confident, shameless, and sexually positive part of all of us and aims to make women feel less alone by opening up conversation around insecurities in the bedroom. Welcome, Jess. Thank you so much for coming on today. I'm so excited to meet you in person. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. And uh, it feels like I've been waiting to meet you for a long time now. So I'm really excited. So for some background for the listeners, Jess reached out after I had the But Like Maybe episode because she's also, you know, a cartoonist, obviously. So you listened, which is awesome. But I really like immediately when you DM me, I was like, wait, this is fucking great because you just... Vanilla Cool Dance, I kind of said it in the intro, but like it's basically this character who's like, I'm going to be fucking all the time, having all the conversations, like period sex, let's talk about it, everything, like let's put it on the table. And I think this podcast is about women in their 20s and like figuring shit out. I think it's really hard for a lot of younger women to like feel empowered in their sexuality. So I love that you're like, having these conversations via Vanilla Cool Dance. Definitely. And I did not have these conversations back in my (laughs) early 20s either. So yeah, well, I'm past my early 20s, but we have some listeners who are in it. And I just it's super important. But for those who don't know, Jess actually lives in Amsterdam. So this is kind of amazing that she's like here in New York City right now, but also a little heavy because it has to do with the fact that Roe v. Wade was just overturned, which is obviously putting everyone in an amazing mood, right? Yeah, it was a weird day because I flew in um, on Friday and Mm -hmm. I opened my phone once we landed. And as soon as I landed, all the text messages flooded 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 the news about roe v wade and it's just stunned on the plane yeah it's so it's weird too because i mean i guess and we'll talk about your project but um we all like knew this was coming yes you know we like we knew but i don't know it just hit totally differently once you realize like all the realities of what this means and like what a horrible step this is and the other things that could be overturned because of it i don't know it's really terrible yeah i and and to to your point exactly yeah. we all knew it was coming i mean i i am working on a project um knowing that at the end of June or beginning of July, this decision was going to be made. And yet it still is just completely overwhelming and still a sense of shock and delayed processing. Yeah, Yeah. Friday was horrible. But to go back a little bit, I do want to hear about how everything started with Vanilla Cool Dance, with living in Amsterdam. Do you speak Dutch? How many more questions can I put in here? (laughs) Sure. So I used to live in New York myself. Amazing. I lived here for about four and a half years. Um, Where in the city? By Grand Central, okay. a very happening area, yeah. 44th Street, um, in a closet, as everyone else um, in their early 20s is also living um, in New York. And I knew I wanted to travel a little bit, so I quit my job and went to Southeast Asia for a few months. And at the time, I had a boyfriend living in D.C., so I moved back after my trip. It was a solo trip. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he broke up with me. 
And then I thought to myself, where would I have gone if I didn't have a boyfriend at the time? And I realized that I would probably have moved um, straight to Europe. So I booked a one-way ticket to the Netherlands. I had never been there before. I didn't look up the weather. I didn't know. Oh my know. God, you'd never been. <laughs> no, You're I. like, but they have great laws for women. So let's go. There we go. Great health care. <laughs> great health care. So I just booked a ticket. Um, it rains all the time. So check so the weather, people. <laughs> yes, I'm used to Jess is soaked, you poor thing. She walked one block and just got completely soaked. I love the look, though. I'm yeah, like, it's like a little dappling yeah, effect on my shirt. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so I uh, didn't look up the weather and I didn't have a job. So I moved in with 17 university students at the University of Amsterdam and I bribed them with couches or TVs uh, to let me live there. Very much not legally. Um, (laughs) But I thought I was going to be there for maybe a month, uh, two Mm -hmm. months tops because I was a New York hotshot ad lady. Flash forward a year and a half later. um, So it took a really long time to find uh, to find a job. And um, along the way, I was I hit a bit of a low point because I thought what the hell am I doing uh what the fuck what the fuck um, am I doing with what my the fuck life? am I doing it sounds vaguely familiar yeah to me. I don't know and um and so I um thought why not start turning the uh, reframing my life so I was really feeling uh not so empowered by mm. the cr- situation I was in and then I thought why not look at the funny side of it? I'm living with 17 flatmates. I'm going on all these job interviews, which are basically first dates with people saying that they're not ready to bring on anyone full time right now. Um, and so I thought, let's start, um, let's start drawing and spinning my reality into a more fun and optimistic um, vantage point. And so that's kind of how I started drawing. I also saw by Mari Andrews Skillshare class on yeah, um, yeah she's Skillshare. Great. She's amazing, and her, yeah. that's when I realized it's really all about your ideas and not necessarily your uh, illustration uh, style or it being perfectly uh, perfectly an artiste. Um, so it really em- empowered me to start drawing, and um, and the name Vanilla Cool Dance actually was my very first AIM instant messenger screen name wait i'm dead that's so funny mine was yellow puppy one one two two you know why i feel like that's also um (laughs) a vibe that could also that is a vibe so i was really embarrassed about my screen name growing up because i i don't know everyone else had a um blonde puppy I was very was embarrassed puppy? too yellow puppy yellow puppy, one, one, sorry, yellow puppy one, 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 two. yellow lab I was <laughs> I was one, embarrassed two. too I actually changed it right I think I've told this on the podcast before but I changed it right before I went on like a first date in middle school because I was like this is so embarrassing and people are always like why is it CK and why 12 13 your mm-hmm. birthday is December 9th I'm like because my middle school friend clearly didn't know my birthday and I clearly didn't realize I just was like ooh one two one three like amazing you know it's become a brand so thank there you, you for that. But, there you go same with me but yeah you're like reinventing yeah like, I so love I was yeah. really embarrassed about it and yeah. I thought okay I'm taking this account is about turning things that I find shameful into mm-hmm. things that I find funny so and reclaiming them. So it fit very well to yeah. do that. Um, so I, I used Vanilla Cool Dance um, as the account name. And then it really um, picked up quite quickly the first year. 
Um, and it used to be all about me, completely, 100% yeah. autobiographical. <laughs> if you were dating me, those were our dates. You uh, showed up. <laughs> yeah, you showed up. Um, and since then, it's evolved quite a bit, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. That's awesome. It's really, really, it's a great account. Um, did you grow up like drawing or painting at all? Or was it just kind of like out of left field? You were like, I'm going to start doing this because it's so therapeutic. I mean, I definitely grew up crafting. Uh-huh. I did a lot of sand art. Um, I, love I loved art. art. Yeah, sand art was so great. Wait, um, also been, therapeutic. That just like unlocked a childhood memory. <laughs> I'm like, I forgot about sand art. Oh my God. When you would also just yeah, like was, break through. Yeah, oh, it was so gosh. nice making Amazing. patterns. Yeah. Um, and I was in, I took art classes. Mm-hmm. I took, um, I mean, I majored in um, ad- advertising and art, mm-hmm. but specialized in graphic design. But I took a lot of art classes growing up. But I think it was always held back because I was never very good or like, yeah, um, or I was never very perfect. realist. Yeah, I was never, I guess, what you would call a trained artist. Yeah. And I think, um, I mean, what does that even mean? But I thought to be an artist, you should be able to draw what something actually looks like. Mm. Um and that wasn't me. So I call my characters glorified stick figures. Um, <laughs> I I think it's like definitely a step beyond that. It's impressive. Uh, it's very impressive. It, it, it has gotten, um, it has improved. It has improved. <laughs> but I probably couldn't do necessarily a on the spot detailed drawing of your eye. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting about that is I feel like I actually did some art growing up. I almost burped. You're welcome, guys. <laughs> I didn't do it. I held it in. Um, <laughs> I'm in such a weird mood today. I can't burp. Guys, it's the weather. You can't burp? No. There's a subreddit called No Burp I, I recently <laughs> discovered. So I'm not alone. We're not alone out there. No. Is that like, do you get like the feeling? Like, Yeah, it's to? really not nice. Yeah, that sounds horrible. <laughs> like never once in your life. Um, like if we no. were playing Never Have I Ever, you, you wouldn't put yeah, on I your Yeah, I could say I've never burped. That's insane. It's really sad. I'm sure some of your listeners can relate. Can relate. Guys. If you've never been able to burp before, <laughs> shout out. We'll post it with the episode. We can we'll start a support you. group. Yeah, honestly, I <laughs> I can't join, but I will moderate in some way. I'm, I'll happily be an ally to this group. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Well, it's interesting you said that because I guess that's kind of true for a lot of like very technical again, like what does that mean artists? But growing up when I was doing art, I actually like basically was called out by some of my teachers for like a lack of creativity because I was like too perfectionist and like hung up on all the details being right. And they're like, let loose, like make it about what it's representing, not just like step by step recreating the thing. So maybe you just had uninspired teachers. Or I was just (laughs) a perfectionist or didn't know that an artist is actually just what you make it. Exactly. And anyone can be an artist. And that's uh, what I found out now. Yeah. But I always was creative. Um, so I'm also creative director mm-hmm. as my full time job. So I've been an art director. Yeah. Um, so definitely thinking in visuals and, um, and in concepts. Yeah. But now it's nice to be able to bring those to life. Yeah. OK. So I do want to talk about Amsterdam in general, because I don't really know that much about Amsterdam other than it being beautiful. Once you got there, like other than the whole living experience, like what made you really want to stay? And like, what is it like dating there versus the U.S.? Like, I have so many questions. I just want to hear all They're about good it. questions. Yeah. Why do I love Amsterdam? Um, I like it's it's like a small village um, or a big village, if you will. And you can bike everywhere. 
I love that they call it chazelich. So it's like a cozy, everything's cozy. There's nice evenings. You cook together. Um, so I felt like it was a bit more, you didn't have to go out all the time, which is a bit how I felt living in New York. At least when I lived in a closet and you couldn't invite anyone over for, uh, for dinner. Totally. Now I think it's probably a little bit better um, as you get older in the city. And I loved that you are close to so many different places. Um, but yeah. for me, especially, independence is one of my highest motivators. And totally. I really like that if I were to quit my job in Amsterdam to backpack for four months, nobody would be impressed, jealous, <laughs> or think I was crazy. Yeah, it's so much more standardized. And basically every other country like when I was you know in Australia and New Zealand and stuff like that they all do that everyone in Europe does that it's so much more normalized there I don't know like the New York working culture is just so different and or not even New York the yeah, American the US yeah, yeah it's yeah. so crazy and maybe it's changing now but I think it takes people a lot later in life to kind of realize that oh I can step off of this train and yeah. do something different and so that's something I really like and um I would say half of my friends are Dutch and half are expats and it's um, they're all different ages, you know, from 20, I'm 32. I mm -hmm. think they're from 25 to 56. So I love that. And I think I love seeing people just reinvent themselves over and over and over throughout their life. And I find that really a contagious energy to be around. And so that's mm -hmm. one of the reasons why I really like living abroad. Um, yeah, they're definitely more open to that. Yeah. And that's something I also talk about here. I mean, the podcast was like born out of me being like, what the fuck am I doing? And like wanting to pivot. And I think I'm very similar in the sense that like I like having the freedom to like not be boxed into like one job or type of thing I'm supposed to do. And also I am envious of the dinner party culture, yeah. I will say. Yeah. Sometimes it's very like all or nothing in New York where it's like you're either staying in like doing work or doing nothing, watching a TV show or you're like raging till 4 Yeah, so that's how I felt when I yeah. lived here too. And so I do like just popping out for one drink and then cycling back home. Um, I love that. And dating, yes. what's dating like? Well, I've dated quite a lot of different nationalities uh, living Love. in the Netherlands. Um, also, do you speak Dutch quickly? I do speak Dutch. Oh um, the Dutch that just meet me think I speak it amazing. My best friends uh -huh. think I speak shit Dutch. But <laughs> I think they have very high expectations for yeah, what my Dutch should be. Um, but yes, having about 17 Dutch roommates when I first moved in helped. helped <laughs> but you definitely don't need to speak Dutch yeah. to live in the Netherlands. Yeah. I mean, it's very... Um, uh, English yeah centric yeah. yeah yeah that makes sense too um but yes dating I do want to get into your love life and hear about like what are you what are you into right now um I'm actually too busy fucking my own business to uh <laughs> uh oh my god did I wait I think I heard that on a some I heard that somewhere I you know did not what? say that now. I don't know if it's mine but I heard it and I liked it because it really resonated with me yeah. because I don't have time to be dating so I haven't made so much of an effort mm -hmm. but I have dated in the past hence the account is full of content so I I mean I don't know anything else anymore I didn't really date much when I was living mm -hmm. here I had a boyfriend for um back when the apps came out um I date a lot of Dutch mm -hmm. I am very attracted to Dutch men, apparently. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I don't know why. A lot of people are not. 
because they can be really direct, um, a little less romantic. But I'm a big fan of Dutch directness. I find it yeah. way clearer. Um, so I, I find that I know most of the time where I stand when I'm dating in the Netherlands, yeah. which I really appreciate. Definitely. And what is an interesting culture is a thing called the tiki. So you, um, it's like the Venmo. Oh my god, that's so funny. Um, that's such a everything in Europe is just cuter. Like the yeah, way the it's tiki. posed. Like, yeah, the tiki. I'll tick you. But the surprise tiki is something I am not mm. a fan of. It hasn't happened in years, but when okay. I first got there, I um there were a few instances mm-hmm. where we didn't negotiate up front splitting the bill, and then I got the surprise tiki in the end. Mm. Or uh, there was a one instance where we probably did mention it, but then I asked him out again, and then he said no, and then he sent me the ticky, and I thought, oh, it's just like double. Wait, it's fucked. like double, double <laughs> insult, horrible. double no. insult. No, no, um, no, no. So the ticky is something I would just rather personally split things at Up the bar. Me. Yeah. Also, I don't like the idea that somebody else gets to look like they're paying for the whole thing, but actually you're yeah. splitting it. Especially if you don't say it up front. I mean, I think that's kind of true of like, regardless of if it's dating, whatever, like, like I hate that when you go to like a birthday party and it's not up front, like, okay, we're all splitting or we're all paying for the person or something. And then all of a sudden, like, it's like a Michelin star restaurant and you're all like stuck with it. Oh, like, yes. I just think... <laughs> setting expectations up for front, that kind of yeah. stuff up front and and I'm way more into yeah. somebody getting one round and I getting the next round so it's not that I don't like to sh- split yeah but I uh I prefer it not sent by a text later even if it's going well I think it's just a bit awkward like hey just here's the yeah I don't know maybe people Venmo here all the time on first no dates. no that's never happened to me <laughs> I have I have like offered to split and they've let me and to be honest like I've talked about on the podcast before maybe it's entitled but you know what I think women we're talking feminism here aren't entitled enough sometimes especially with this shit going on I'm like just fucking pay for it I don't know it's the first date one drink like just just do it I mean obviously there are exceptions to every rule but that is something that like can be a turnoff for me because I'm just like you asked me out like it's a nice thing to do I don't know. It's kind of like the standard in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And I think there's enough working against women where we can just like do a little chivalry, you know, call me crazy. But obviously if they get like a drink or two or something like that and we're going somewhere else, I'll always be like, Oh, I'll get this one. Yeah. 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 I still think it's it's, a bit more organic. Yeah. Do two say yes. I'm okay with it now, but I don't know if that's because I live in the Netherlands. So it is more common. Yeah. Yeah, It is more common. Yeah, I don't know, but I definitely, if somebody after the fact Venmoed me, would be like a little stunned. I don't know if I'd ignore or what. Like, <laughs> I I think I paid it, but but, not but then happily. I put him on the account. Oh my god! So with the ticky, yeah, the ticky put was him on, on blast. Yeah. That's so funny. Oh my gosh, I love that. So I want to talk about some of the cartoons you've done, and you have um, the cool dancers are oh, yeah. your following, and you always like. I feel like your posts spark so much like amazing conversation around these things that are considered like taboo and stuff. 
What are some of the posts you've done that have given rise to like the most conversation or like where you feel like you've kind of like learned new things through like the discussion or the comments? Because I feel like there are so many posts you have that like pop off with that kind of stuff. Definitely. Um, Okay. One of them. Well, recently I did a collaboration with The Love Drive and we did an animated cartoon about period sex. Yeah. And that the comment section of that was so interesting yeah. and I mean of course not everyone likes it but I I there was a lot of education about and um comments of people who have endometriosis and how that would be really painful for them of course um uh, so I, I think I learned a lot from from that also different cultural points of view as well um but one of the funnier ones is I did a comic about having sex when the guy wants to wear his socks because I find it the biggest turnoff when a guy is just completely naked and he's in yeah, his like he has socks his on. like his thigh saw or knee knee uh, his yeah. knee socks. Has um, that happened to you a lot? I don't know. I feel like it's happened in the past. Like it's a bad look. I don't like think a man in socks. Or like yeah, I don't know. You're like what the fuck? I don't know what on? order you're getting naked in, but yeah, it's happened before. And <laughs> and and then apparently. Because there was a study done actually mm. somewhere in the Netherlands. I can't remember exactly where. Um, but it was a study done in the Netherlands that you are more likely to have an orgasm if you have your socks on. That is because it's so funny. something with your blood pressure or the blood flow. Yeah. Um, do not quote me on this. But maybe because your feet are warm and your blood is not going to your yeah. feet, your extremities to keep your feet warm. It stays uh-huh. closer to, to the vagine yeah. or penis. So we then I thought, oh, okay, I learned something. Now, do you keep your socks on though? No, but I have. To, <laughs> I can't. But I, I. But I'm not. I will. Maybe in winter. Um, <laughs> and what was the other one? Oh, I did. Um, so every Sunday, mm. I do a Your Story Sunday where uh, cool dancers, so the community we now call cool dancers. I love it. Um, that's something that stuck. Somebody meant yeah. said it once and I loved it. So um, they share their own story and then I reshare it in stories and then I uh, pick one to draw. And I think it was uh, tell me a secret yeah. or a sexual secret. And I had or your kink. It was one of these. Yeah. And I had about three or four um, armpit looking um like during sex, people that liked getting their armpits licked. Wait, this is a kink? I'm not trying to kink shame. I didn't know this was a kink. Yeah. Are there like nerve endings in well, your armpits? I guess it makes sense because like people tickle under there. So maybe they're high, oh, like they're sensitive. Um, so I made my ex lick my armpits. <laughs> And it was okay. It was Wait, okay. this isn't the U.S. Axe, is it? No, 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 no. Yeah, this is this a is Dutch Axe. Dutch Axe. Um, and it was yeah, funny. Yeah, go. So if anyone is ever trying to figure out yes. how to talk to their partner uh-huh. about something they're curious about in the bedroom, you just say, so weird, I was listening to a podcast the other day. <laughs> about armpit licking. And this person said a million people like getting their armpits licked. That is how you start the conversation. Yeah. You just say, oh, I was on this account and all these people submitted stories about something. And then what do you think? Yeah. So I mentioned I mean, it. it gets so boring. It's fun to like change it up, especially if you're in a relationship. Like, why not? I mean, we were pretty f- at the very beginning of this relationship. I so we- <laughs> but- I, That is big vanilla cool dance energy. <laughs> and I am so here for it. Yes. And then, um, so nobody clarified who submitted whether or not you were supposed to be clean or dirty. Like if the kink was for a dirty armpit or for a clean armpit. Uh-huh. 
So we only tried the clean version. Um, <laughs> so if you guys like, try, we weren't so rated X. We weren't you, yeah. so dirty. If you guys try the nasty, sweaty armpit looking version, we want to hear about it. Yeah, and extra <laughs> points just for like really going all out. <laughs> like women growing out their like armpit hair and them being like, "Look it, that's feminism." <laughs> there you are. That there is. We are. That is feminism. <laughs> Wait, that's amazing. What are some other stories? I'm so interested to like hear about Ooh. what people say. Um, I got a lot of different stories. I think my favorite one was um it was also like set, tell an interesting kink story. Yeah. Um and this girl was with a guy. It was probably her partner. Yeah. And he would dress up like put a sheet over his head okay. like a ghost yeah and jerk off to her mourning his death <laughs> <laughs> but i find it actually it was, kind of interesting because i at first i'm like well i also i still think like what the f- what happened to him though we ha- like yeah i don't know bad way, but there's, there's some trauma some trauma there that some he, trauma it, like he's working through for that but i guess it's like he's getting off to somebody really caring that about, he, about him. him even though it's like him Having passed away. Anyways, I, I it was just an interesting. I like the I like the devotion that he put the sheet over his head. But I it's interesting that he does it in front of her. Like, is she saying things? Like, is she like, oh my god, I miss I don't you know. So it's much. only in the question box, you know. So I would have not a, so many follow up questions. But I, ha- I have like, a lot of follow up questions a lot of the time, yeah. so I can't. I don't always keep track, but that was a standout submission, I would say. That is hilarious. Yeah. I will admit that I've never, like, masturbated about that (laughs) at all. But not yet. This is something I've never talked about on the podcast, and it's kind of cringe to admit, but I do feel like I have those, like, dramatic, like, actor moments or, like, depressed girly moments where I'm like, what would people think if I died? Like, who would show up? I used to have that more when I was younger. I'd be like about my Something middle younger. school crush or my yeah. elementary school crush. Yeah, I'd like yeah, be yeah. on the plane and I think if this plane went down. Yeah, on the plane. Would, that's where would I think my, about it a lot. Would, would my elementary school crush come to the hospital? Would they I that's so that so maybe that's true. like when a I weird was younger I used to think about yeah. that too. So maybe this is like the adult version of that. Maybe. It's just like kinked out. That is so funny. That's really fucking funny. (laughs) I just, I'm like, wow. So you've definitely learned about some new kinks out there. I have. So I have my list and then I I take note of which ones are like submitted by multiple people and then Uh I put that on my backlog. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that so much. Okay, wait. I do want to talk about what you are doing here though, which... It's called Save Ladies Liberty Project. So basically, you have all these cutouts. It's amazing. Do you want to like describe the picture to people because it's so good? Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so actually, I didn't know Roe v. Wade was going to be overturned officially last Friday. Um, mm. but of course, we all saw that you know, um, liberty over our reproductive rights is uh has been steadily getting worse over the years and of course now it's a at a horrific horrific state um and when i realized i was going to be in the u.s i'm actually here for a wedding um and when i realized i was going to be here leading up to the fourth of july i thought i mean already it was absurd to the idea of celebrating um our country's freedom while 
reproductive rights are um are not free and uh, americans with a uterus are not free Mm -hmm. um so i created a artwork of lady liberty well vanilla cool dance dressed as lady liberty uh dominating um uncle sam (laughs) as he says um as she says say it again and he says freedom and liberty for women's bodies and um it's a provocative uh cartoon uh but i hope that it yeah the intention is for it to uh, empower and resonate with women um and uh, there's a qr code on it to save ladies liberty and then it takes you to a, a small website where it helps um lead you to where you can donate and yeah. um and things you can do um which will continue to be important yeah absolutely yeah yeah a- absolutely and uh, the best part about the qr code is you, you can update it and stuff so i can mm. try and keep it relevant as long as possible yeah and so yeah so they i have um i've done a similar campaign in in the netherlands of course definitely not on a topic nearly as heavy as this that was about the orgasm gap but it was um also in the streets of amsterdam and i think what i really uh liked about it it was it was the first time i put my artwork out on the streets and to Mm -hmm. see the world respond to it and people really connected with it and it um I've had conversations with people and it really changed behavior. Of course, yeah. this is, a, again, a, a different topic and one that actually not people were not talking about. And of course, people are talking about uh, Roe v. Wade, thankfully, and Perhaps protesting about be. it and, yeah. and infuriated about it. Um, but I hope that it still, you know, it's at least empowered the Vanilla Cool Dance community. You know, I think a lot of people feel lost right now and they're not sure what to do. So having an action or something they can join in in has been helping. So they can download the poster. I have 800 stickers going out to cool dancers across the U.S. for them to put up and they all feel like they're they're helping to do yeah. something and they're they're protesting in their own way. And um, and so that's that's really cool to see. Um, and to help enable. Yeah, uh, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is, I do find that a lot of people are feeling that way and feeling super helpless. Um, another thing, I mean, obviously they should all join in and they should, you know, get the art and distribute it because I do think that's really powerful. And I think people are definitely more captivated by like creative things. And I, I think there is like a lovely dichotomy about the fact that you do like this cartoon art, but that's like really raunchy. Like that's so fun. And I love that too. Um, also just like a plug for AOC, not that she needs any, she's a queen and everyone knows that, but she actually had a great post recently about like stuff you can really do like people you can vote for but also like ways you can you know calls you can make people you can reach out to to feel like you're really doing actionable steps to like really make sure you know it's either codified or something Roe v. Wade so that we can kind of take the power back and take steps back towards where we should be yeah um yeah it's I mean the conversations around it are so interesting too because there's such a like I don't know, like a scale or uh, such a like variety in terms of the way people are going about talking about it. And um, obviously it's all really upsetting and reading the personal accounts is so upsetting, but it's interesting because there are some people who are like, and I think both ways of going about it make sense, but there are some people who are really trying to like talk about the ways it affects 
you know, for people who are like pro-lifers and mm-hmm. like the fetus mm-hmm. is alive and mm-hmm. whatever, they're really trying to counter that by being like, oh, look at all these women who are alive and pregnant and dying because of mm-hmm. it. And the fetus has already died and they're not going to get saved because the doctor's scared of getting jail time for it or whatever. Um, but then there are the people who are like, you know what, that's all true and important. But also, why should that even fucking matter? Because, like, regardless, it's my my body. body. Like, it's my future. The guy doesn't have to deal with it at all in the same way. Um, It's historically been used to enslave people. Like, but this one post was talking about how... um, like before you die, you have to give explicit consent about oh, yeah. like organ yeah. harvesting yeah. and stuff like that. And How it's a like dead body has more autonomy over themselves the, yeah. than yeah. we do when yeah. we're alive. Yeah. Like yeah. that's that just was a really triggering uh, thing to read. Really triggering. Um. So yeah, it's just been so interesting to see all the ways people are going about talking about it. And but the fact that even in a country like as divided as we are right now, that the majority were against overturning it. And it still passes. Yeah, it still passed. Yeah, yeah. It's just so mind-blowing. I just... I, and it's just the start, which is uh, what's so scary. But yeah. I think you said something that actually captures the essence of what I'm trying to uh, do with the art, the drawings, yeah. with the drawings, is that um, reclaiming your power. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I want to portray women in through the drawing as uh, yeah. taking charge and that we're still in this fight and we will not let Uncle Sam come out on top. Yeah. Um so I hope that's what it does. Yeah, she's literally on top. So <laughs> she's she's literally on top. She's yeah. very much on top. Well, this is perfect because this is usually when I go into core life qualms anyways. <laughs> the first question is, what is something in your 20s, if it's something you went through or an experience you had that's just kind of like changed your outlook? Ooh, definitely traveling. But I think more importantly, if I look back on my relationships, mm. I definitely had a pattern. Yeah. Um, what was your pattern? Curious. Avoidant men or men that didn't want to commit to me that I had to make uh, uh, interested in me. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think in my late 20s, I had a moment of realization or, or I think a therapist said to me, um, why don't you think you deserve love? And I thought, oh, oh that's a really fucked up thing. I never thought about this. Um, but yeah, th- I think that is what it is, like that you think you're not worth loving. And that really changed my entire outlook on how I date now and uh, and my self-worth. And, um, and so that was probably a pretty pivotal thing for me, besides the traveling, also yeah. pivotal. Yeah, definitely. I mean, traveling's amazing. But you know, the same way, like, your different posts resonate so much. I think that's something I've definitely felt before, and so many women in particular, but, like, people in general can feel. And it's so crazy because, like you were saying, it's, like, it's not like you necessarily think it on a conscious level. No. It's just this yeah. subconscious, like, energy or feeling. And I've noticed myself carrying that into dating sometimes when I'm, like, not in the best place mm-hmm. mentally. Mm-hmm. And it's just... a horrible way to approach things because like at the end of the day everyone's like inherently lovable it's just a question of who do you have that like proper dynamic with what time of your life are you in like what are you looking for it's fucking it's really fucking hard um I mean I've talked about the podcast a ton but like dating in your 20s and just like out of college and out of like a 
kind of more clear-cut community mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is really hard because it's kind of just like I don't know like fishing in the ocean just like yeah, hoping, yeah, yeah. hoping you catch something worthwhile um one of my therapists who I sadly don't work with anymore he kind of said like similar things to me but he also always pointed out the ways in which things weren't personal to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think, think that's a huge that's a thing. huge game changer to learn in your 20s, I think, or in life in general. Yeah. And I think now, like, the past year when I've been dating, I haven't been, like, super emotionally available. And I think being on the other side of it where I've almost been, like, the unintentional fuckboy where, like, I'm just not feeling myself or Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. dating or feel more like compelled by work right now like I'm fucking my job kind of vibes (laughs) you know like you realize that's like really not personal like there are some guys I go out with where I'm like I I really could see this going somewhere I'm just like not in the headspace yeah 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 so that's important I I think I went through a period of time over uh in the fall where I thought yeah oh I'm really showing up I wouldn't date me right now um I'm like the person I draw cartoons about yes oh my god that's something also I wanted to say earlier about your cartoons that I like is that I mean obviously I'm like a feminist through and through I care deeply about that but something that I found through like therapy and self-worth work and (laughs) self-worth is that it is like really important to be open to like exploring the things you could be doing wrong or like the ways you can hold yourself accountable yeah because obviously we can't like change other people's behaviors and I I think your account does a really good job of like bouncing that like of really like towing that line where it's like you're both like let's call men out for their shit and like let's call dating behavior that shit out but also like what are the ways like I should be reflecting on things Mm -hmm. I'm doing like maybe I'm not showing up maybe I'm assuming this and it's done in a way that's not like blamey it's empowering and it's like oh I can take control of my life in this way or like I can improve on myself Mm -hmm. in this way you know I have yeah I have a comic that says um is he a fuck boy or did he just tell me that he didn't want something serious and I refused to listen that's the one I was thinking yeah because it's so real yeah and you're like oh and and I think also I you you made a good point where to at a certain point when you realize, oh, it's about a dynamic with somebody and it's not, do they like me? It's, wait, I'm not showing up the best version of myself. Why is that? And do I want to be this version of me? And yeah, yeah, to be more selfish about uh, it than only wondering what the other person is thinking and to really uh, check with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's like almost been over said now, but it's just so true. It's like going into it and being like, not only do they like me do I like them yeah and it's but you really do have to like remind yourself it's so crazy like I find especially like surrounding the date like before and after write it down how did I feel on this date yeah I feel do a little journaling like yeah take account um okay so for the next question what is something so far about your 30s that's been different from being in your 20s that you've noticed I think I care less um (laughs) Um, you also like not that we should be I hate myself for doing this because like 
you shouldn't be glorifying looking young, but you do really <laughs> look like you're like 24. <laughs> like you have a very youthful like face and like energy. I mean that in the Perfect. best way. <laughs> Most people think it's because I just sound, um, I have these stupid stories. And so I'm like, oh, is it because I'm a, don't show, I'm not showing up like a responsible 30 year old. It's yeah. not <laughs> fun being responsible. <laughs> That's something the older I've gotten, the more I've realized that like, I don't know if I have like arrested development, but I'm like, I don't feel like super adult. Yeah. Does anyone? I f- definitely still feel young, although I am n- never have FOMO anymore. That's so nice. that's something that's changed. Yeah. I uh, I know myself a lot better and I'm okay. I like who I am. So I think I show up authentically way more in my 30s. I worry less about what other people think of me in my 30s. And I communicate way better in my 30s. Ask for ask what you what want I, in the bedroom. <laughs> ask what I want for in the bedroom, in I the boardroom, yes. and uh, everyone between. <laughs> and I think I just act more. So maybe what I'm doing now with my art, maybe I wouldn't have done these kind of campaigns before because I would have overthought them too much. And now I try oh, to just go. Yeah. If you have an idea, you know, the the death, the only difference between a good idea and something that didn't happen yeah. is that one happened yeah you know? that's so, so true. just to try and just to run and then uh optimize and and keep going um yeah. so yeah so i tried to overthink less which um can be difficult do you have difficult. anxiety I, I definitely have anxiety <laughs> same yeah i can't imagine a world where you i don't didn't. understand people who don't have anxiety i'm like what's it like being yeah it's god's so, favorite so different yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like exactly. what's, what's it like <laughs> so i definitely drive a lot of people crazy still yep, um but i have learned to trust my gut more yeah. uh, than i did when i was younger yeah i love that yeah um I mean, it's so true. I think like even with like starting the podcast, that was a huge step for me where I was like, I'm just going to put something out without like anyone's permission Mm -hmm. in a way, you know, like this is just something I want to do. And it's, you know, there was a while where I was like, should I, shouldn't I, should I release the first episode? And I was like, you know what? The only thing that's going to make it bad or a failure is if it doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, it just nobody won't. And then nobody will know. Yeah, exactly. Nobody will know that you failed because they won't see it. So either happens or it doesn't. Yeah. And I think that's good advice, too, because I think with anxiety, it's like just such a fine line because obviously it can be a motivator if there's like a healthy amount Mm -hmm, of it. But mm -hmm. then if there's too much, like you can just overthink yourself into a hole and you just don't get anything done. So, So I like to make big choices fast. And then uh, set them in motion so that by the time I overthink them, like today with the campaign going live this week, <laughs> go run, 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 run. And then uh, and then hopefully the building blocks are already there to take you through the overthinking part. Yes, I, I see the building blocks and I know we're going to get past it. It's going to be great. Okay. And then the last question is, what is something you do for yourself if you're feeling stressed or going through like a difficult period of time? drawing uh, definitely of course um I work out a lot and Mm -hmm. last year I got some coaching and I will do a body scan so like uh I don't know does everyone know what a body scan is yeah Yeah. I don't know if the listeners that's now something I'll do is that if I'm getting overwhelmed and Mm -hmm. not sure what to do especially this week with so much in my head I will like sit and then you 
use your brain to go through your body. So you're like feet, <laughs> feet on the ground and thighs yeah. and you work your way up your body and it forces you to focus not on the things that are happening in your mind, but it's, I mean, it's a form of meditation. Totally. Um, and that's helped me uh, at least to with my anxiety. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a great way of getting present. I, um, I had this amazing like speaker, coach, everything, uh, Britt Piper on great episode if people want to listen after, but she went through a really traumatic thing and basically helps women, uh, who have trauma in their lives or are sexual abuse survivors and stuff. And she talks about like body scanning and somatic healing and stuff like that and how basically your body has to come first before your brain can because there are so many things that we think can be solved. But when you're in that like fight or flight state, you really can't do anything. Like it's about grounding yourself physically so that you can like get to the next point of like thinking through things rationally. Um, okay, so we're going to close out the interview by doing a game I call it the seven T question. I am ready. You're ready. Okay. First question. What is the current tea in your life? Like an actual tea? No. So it's like <laughs> <laughs> chai. You're like chai would be the tea chai in would my be the life. Tea. No, tea is like what's happening. Like it can be like gossip or something fun or something you're excited about. It's like, what's the tea? What's going on? Ooh, um, I, oh, I ended something really awkwardly the other day. That's tea. That's tea. tea. I, um, was on a date. It was the third Mm. date. I had got the ick. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. What what did you do that gave you the ick? It wasn't on one or two. It was like specifically. No, it was on two, but I thought I could work past it. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. It was just the ick happened. Yeah. I thought I could work past it and. I couldn't and he mm-hmm. did nothing wrong and he was absolutely lovely, but I got the ick the and um, I know it's the worst, it's the worst. and um, I confused the shit out of him because we were making out. That wasn't the problem. The problem wasn't the making <laughs> out. The making out was great. Like, just to clarify, just to clarify, making out was great. And um, and then like two seconds later, I, was, I said, I got to run. And also I don't want to lead you on. I don't think this is for me, but it, I think in his brain, he was like, wait, we're just making, making out, out. And now yeah. what happened? Was he upset? Um, he was very caught off guard. Uh, I think he was upset. I mean, of, uh, I get it. Um, so <laughs> I'm not sure if that was the, so I still haven't, to everyone listening, cracked the code of, do you wait, do you leave early and then they know something's off and then you yeah. send the text later or do you do it on the date? So I'm still navigating that one. So the T is I still haven't figured out. Maybe that was too Dutch direct is <laughs> what I'm what I'm thinking. I know it's it's really hard. Um, I was thinking about too because you did stuff about like ghosting and stuff like that. And obviously being ghosted sucks. But then like I think the whole dating app culture also confuses it more. Like is it really ghosting if like we've never met? You know what I mean? No. I feel like but no. I think if you've gone on a date yeah and somebody asks a question to somebody and and somebody doesn't respond that feels like ghosting yeah yeah well it was interesting because like I haven't been really going on app dates for like a minute and then I went on one and I feel like it's safe to talk about here because if he gets this far into the interview like god bless I also more yeah I'm also like I hope this guy doesn't but like I don't know. Have you listened this long? Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, Sorry. Akiba. Um, But 
it was interesting because okay well he <laughs> lives in my building oh this is tea this is tea <laughs> and um and he definitely can't talk about it on this week's intro because then he'll he'll know it's him <laughs> but I feel like this will be in you know a few weeks and if he's still listening that's very sweet um but there was nothing bad about him it was just like there was just no chemistry and it that was happens. like even the way he spoke I was just like I don't like find you compelling <laughs> like which sounds so horrible but like I just knew it wasn't for me and I made an exit strategy plan and like whatever but he didn't do anything wrong and I felt kind of badly for it and I just ended up it was on Saturday so I ended up being like I'm gonna like catch a cab and run and meet my friends who are out and I felt kind of like a massive douchebag and now we haven't texted since but I'm like I think the mutual ghost is fine. It's yeah, the just, mutual ghost is fi- yeah. definitely fine. But it's a little awkward because he's, in, he's in the building. But it's it really what this is all to say that it's really a dance. Like the whole like is it too direct? Is it too indirect? Like it's really hard to know because it also like depends on the person receiving yeah. the information. I mean, I saved his time, but I would yeah. try to do it a little bit more tactfully or just not accepted the third date yeah so it's hard yeah yeah it's hard though because also there's this whole like he'll grow on you I don't know I don't agree on that I I will not go out on a third date with someone who's given me the ick already or like any sign of the ick I do agree I think with my ex the he'll grow on you thing I think definitely counts if you already like them if you're already like this was nice I mean I'm not in love but it was nice and then you think okay I would go on another date and then the next one you're like oh this is also nice okay well I will also go on another date that's just like slow and steady and then all of a sudden you're like wait I'm in love when did that happen (laughs) but um but yeah I have also tried in the past to kind of go with something where I'm like ooh, I don't know and then it's never really been it's never really pivoted completely I know it's hard there's I don't know if I can talk about this I'll tell you after. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> A little blue balling for the listeners. Okay, but we'll focus I'm excited. on it. Okay, second question. What's your favorite guilty pleasure? Oh, um, I watch about everything on Netflix. Um, and What's your most recent Netflix watch? Um, I just watch Stranger Things. Um, you look like you could be on Stranger Things. I say that like as a huge compliment. Like that I'm from the 90s? Like you kind of have kind of like, I 80s. don't know, like the way the 80s, like the vibe, like how you look right now. Thank like, you. It, you would be like, you'd fit in in that world. You'd just be cute All in right. that world. I'm, a, I'm, yeah. a, I'm here for it. Take it. It's a compliment. I'm here for it. Okay. Next question <laughs> is, what is one of your craziest dating or hookup stories? My craziest dating or hookup stories? Um... One of my craziest hookup stories was on the auto train from, so I used to go to school at the University of Miami. I brought my car down and you would um, get on the train in Virginia Yeah, and you would take the train down with your car on it. You would sleep on the train and then you would take your car off in Orlando and drive the rest of the way to Florida. Whoa. And I um, liked this guy and we were on the auto train together okay. and got really drunk and we were sitting in um it's like first class airport style seats uh-huh. and oh guys this is not good this is not good and honestly also 
Also through my account, so you excited. asked what I learned. Yeah. And I also learned that this is, you shouldn't be doing this because you are subjecting other people to your own, you know, it's not good. It's a <laughs> violating. It's violating. So don't do this. I'm um, oh my God. But we put the, we put the um, blanket down uh, in the, from the overhead compartment okay. down to the floor. Okay. And I got on top of him and we had sex. I'm trying to like picture this. Is it like yeah. sleeping cars at sleeping. all? Sleeping. Uh, no, no, no. Like a, like all open. <laughs> um, mostly snowbirds were on the okay. train so they can't hear well. Okay. So, I mean, everyone was sound asleep. So, so, it, could so be. it was fine. It was fine. Honestly, but still, don't, I mean, so I, I, my, my feelings about public sex have now shifted yeah. due to education that I've gotten about <laughs> through the, the account. putting through the account about pro, you know, forcing, subjecting, subjecting people, to, people it, yeah. to it that didn't uh, have consent to yeah. be a part of it. But I don't think anyone was actually a part of this experience. That's good. There you go. So had sex fun. on the auto train. I love it. And, um, uh, you know, after a lot of uh, vanilla vodka sprites, because that's what you drink when you're <laughs> at the University of Miami back in the day, apparently. Oh, my God. That's so funny. I love that story. I mean, yeah, I guess it can suck. But like there are worse things. Yeah. Like then I think I it's have another funny one. Yeah. Let's now I'm on it. a roll. Yeah. Oh, my God. Also public sex. Didn't subject anyone to it. This was a little bit of a kink. So, yeah. yeah, I'm into it. So I was in Greece last oh. year and um, I really like it to um, have sex in the public. <laughs> um, so we were on an island, Kufinicia, and there was this area called the Devil's Eye. Mm. And it was this rocky area, beautiful area in the water. And there was this little cave um, that you could go in. And so we Did you have sex in the cave. We had sex next to the cave. Oh and then God. afterwards, I was like, there's this cave here. We can swim in the cave. So we were skinny dipping in the cave. Oh, my God. And this sounds so magical. It was magical until a giant octopus <gasps> um, grabbed my leg. And um, I was like, oh, my God, I am the, you know, the the back in the 90s every horror film it had the like girl yeah. who hooked up with the guy in the in the wild and yeah. then she's the first to go oh my and so god I, <laughs> that's um, actually so real yeah and it was a real it was its head was really big and oh um my god. so then I'll, then it was a uh, the romance was gone i was like scrambling out of the the rocks just completely naked like get me out get me out oh my god yeah. did he freak out i would have freaked out i freaked fuck. out um did yeah. he help you Oh, did he? Oh, yeah, yeah he was fine. <laughs> he didn't like, freak out enough. He didn't to be freak honest. out enough. What the fuck? No, that's he, actually really scary. I mean, but maybe like, it was friendly. I also think. I also think maybe this, like it could have been. Maybe a hug. this octopus like was just like, oh, a friend, and then I I freaked out. Oh poor God. octopus. Um, but oh that was a funny God. one. Right? I really thought. That's oh, I'm the stupid girl, and that the first one the, to go. Yeah, first one to go in yeah. the horror movie. That's actually so real. I feel like I would have had a similar thought. Like, oh, so this is how I go. Yeah, cool, cool. Devil's <laughs> eye. That's so funny. I love that though. Was he Greek? No, he was Dutch. He was Dutch. Okay. He was a Dutch guy she was traveling with. I love that. <laughs> That's really fucking funny. Okay. Next one. What is the smallest hill you're willing to die on? The smallest Sharing food. Okay. You don't do it. No, I do. Okay. I was going to say. I was but like, people I feel don't. pretty passionately about sharing food. 
Yeah, well then I don't know. So it would also so maybe it's not maybe it's a big hill. No, I don't know. No, but it's people a perfect don't, sized hill. It's a perfect it's a perfect sized hill. It people who don't share shocks food. me. It is shocking. And it that's it. I won't date you. I yeah. won't be friends with you. Oh yeah, that's I, it. A hundred percent. That's a huge ick for guys. Like obviously, yeah. I'm eating some. Of there your are food. so many. What do you Joey think doesn't you share food on in, on Facebook or on the dating app bios now. It's all Joey doesn't share food. Joey doesn't share food. Wait, what? Yeah, I have to filter out so many people. That's a thing? The quote from friends? I, yeah. They'll like, wait, they they'll use, put that on just like on their like, hinge profiles. So like to be know. like, I don't share food. Yes. I've, I've never seen, it multiple seen that. Multiple times. I've never seen that. I mean, at least they're putting it out there because I know they're not for me. <laughs> You're like, they're really filtering themselves out. Yeah. Oh my God. I've never seen that. Why would you announce that so proudly? Because they, just, they don't like, want to be with, they're sick of being with girls that want to share food, I guess. <laughs> First of all, I'm, I'm going to insist on sharing food and then I will say I'm not hungry and then I will still eat your food too. So they have to. <laughs> that's just a part of life. Like, I'm sorry, guys. Like, if you can't deal with that, like, get the fuck exactly. over yourself. Like, I kind of want what you have, but not really. So you're ordering it so I can, like, have some. That's just like, exactly. that's how it works. They're not absurd. That's insane that that's on dating apps now. I didn't, I've not seen that, but I'm going to look out for it now. Okay. What's one of your biggest turn-ons? My biggest turn-ons? Yeah. Um, other than armpit looking. Other than armpit looking? Um, being a really good communicator. I love that. No, um, that's amazing. Set it, locking in a date while you're on the first date mm, or on the other date. That's so That's true. such a big turn-on. I mean, when you're into the date. Yes. Oh my god! Or at the end when they're like, yeah. well, "Am I gonna yeah. see you again?" Yeah, exactly. you're like, it's it's such a good like endorphin rush too. You're yeah, like, and then you're like, "Great, I don't have to think about this at yes. all until the next date." Exactly. Like, it just really yeah. like cuts off that like weird in between time when yeah. you're like, "Are they gonna ask me again?" So I'm super into that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, armpit looking like. <laughs> How was it? It was just like it was, I, it was like fine. It was nice. I mean, it was okay. I don't know yeah. if it's like I needed. There was nothing it, yeah. that weird about it. Actually, yeah, I shaved. I was clean. Yeah, it was yeah, fine. It was like nothing to write home about. Yeah, but I try like, it. Try it. Yeah, but I also like talking about like I always say like this question can be interpreted either way because like especially for women there are, are so many like ideological like turn-ons and like mental turn-ons that we can have what are your turn-ons oh my god where are my turn-ons I always say like if I'm talking not mental but like physical like big arms like Mm. I like the idea of being like held I don't know which I don't know if that's like internalized sexism or something but like I like the idea of like big arms around me like it just makes me feel really safe um but also like I would definitely say communication and probably the biggest one which is like such an obvious one but it's like sense of humor like I can't really get like sexually into guys who like aren't that funny I dated I went on a date with somebody who had yeah. no sense of humor I couldn't believe so it existed <laughs> it was so weird to me that is so you'd like so crack on, a joke and they wouldn't laugh so it was on this app that I actually really like because oh it's very efficient and I'm highly efficient Wait, what's it called? it's called breeze it's okay. I don't think it's in the U.S. it's okay. um it's a Dutch app and uh basically you either say I don't want to meet this person or I want to oh. go on a drink and if you both say I want to go on a drink then uh-huh. you pay for the drink and you 
pick a date and then they match the date and then they send you the location you show up wow which so is you amazing pay for it beforehand yeah so you've both paid so something yeah. so then the first drink is covered and then if you stay then you pay extra interesting um but yeah you don't talk to the person beforehand so i just said no and then wow. he had no sense of humor yeah oh no yeah that's like the somehow one i still slept with him though so <laughs> i and then I thought, oh, what is it about him? And only after did I realize he had no That's sense of humor. And then I'm like, oh, is this that was weird. Guy? Huh? Is this it guy? No, no. But but around the same time. So I feel like I've not yeah. been, I'm not in my stride, people. I'm not in my stride. Didn't <laughs> either. I totally understand. That's so, wow. That's tough though. <laughs> Poor guy. God bless. And then the last question is, what is something that people otherwise might not know about you? Ooh, um that people might not otherwise know about me. I was voted most awkward in high school. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I didn't get that. I had most, well, we didn't do most like whatever. We did most likely to. Okay. And mine was uh, pour salt all over my food. So oh, all right. yeah, was, yeah. Also kind of like an awkward one to get, but, um, but yeah. I love that. And then in college, I was most likely to not be, hired or to be fired because of Facebook oh my so god that's I, so funny so you had a raunchy Facebook presence I did yeah yes I loved spring break people <laughs> um I'm dying also TBT to Facebook like I honestly kind of miss it like it was just you always knew what was going on <laughs> yeah. you didn't have to like pick one picture and heavily edit it there weren't really the same tools um and then also just like remember in college when we would put like an emoji over the drink and we thought we were so fucking sly no i did i wasn't putting emojis you were that's, doing why, it, that's, that's why, why i was gonna get fired i didn't know you had to put emojis over drinks yeah you have to like put a sticker over it it's like oh my god that wasn't a red solo cup in my hand it's just like oh an god, emoji so funny. but it's actually so stupid um i wonder how that works now with like kids and instagram it'd be interesting do kids like not get into college because on TikTok they're like, no, I feel like that's not a thing. I feel like they can't do that. They can't. I don't know. Well, I feel like kids don't get listeners. into college because they don't have like a full business by the time they're 13 now. I know. It's actually scary. Yeah. Um, Gen Zers are hard to go out to you. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Well, this was so fun. Thank you so much for coming on. Do you want to let everyone know where they can follow you, find you? Yes. Um, so the Instagram is Vanilla Cool Dance, the website VanillaCoolDance.com, Twitter VCD Comics, although I'm not super active on it. Follow <laughs> anyways, um, Vanilla Cool Dance on TikTok. Getting oh my God, into those you do TikToks too small, now. Small, like some animated yeah. reels. Um, and yeah, stay tuned, New Yorkers. Keep your eyes out in uh, Williamsburg and uh, the Lower East Side for giant life-size cartoons of Lady Liberty dominating Uncle Sam popping up yes. this week or depending on uh, the week of uh, the 4th of July, depending mm -hmm. on when you're listening to this, and um, in D.C. as well. Yay! Okay. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.